Hello and welcome again to the next edition of Prime Time, which is the podcast that we put up talking about lives of entrepreneurs. And we have with us today a new media queen in India, Shraddha Sharma, who is the founder of Your Story. Welcome, Shraddha, to the show. Thank you so much, Sanjay. And you know, I thought it was my job, no, to say nice things, and now you're making well. The tables are turned today, right? I'm the media guy, and you're the entrepreneur. But no, indeed, it's a pleasure to have you here. And as readers of your story, you know, we have tracked the journey right from the very early days. And it's fabulous to see what the company has reached today. I would love to get you to share with our listeners how you got started, you know, what got you into this space and some of the wonderful anecdotes of your several years of being an entrepreneur. Thank you, Sanjay. Thank you so much. First of all, I want to tell everyone who is listening that I'm a great fan of what you are doing, what your venture fund is doing, because we hear, I've been telling uh, some of your other colleagues is that I hear a lot of good things uh, from entrepreneurs. And to me, that is a great testimony of the work that you guys are doing. So very honored to be here very quickly on my journey. So my journey started in 2008. It's a very funny journey. And you know, in hindsight, we make our journeys look very glamorous and very cool and very meaningful but you know it was a very instinctive journey and funny because I was in media and I was with NBC and Times of India and very quickly in my career I grew up at senior roles got exposed to various functioning in media a lot of understanding and that helped a lot in terms of understanding print and TV and I was just thinking oh there is something called online and internet coming and which which years was this approximately 2007-2008 and I started in 2008 and I didn't know the word startup or anything but I just thought that there were interesting stories and as media we were very much focusing on successful stories like the big stories and the big corporates and the politicians and everything but there were these young people doing interesting things and they were not cool so I thought that the role of media should be to make something which is not considered glamorous or interesting how do you make those things cool and how do you talk about that and so these questions were coming in my mind and your story was actually not supposed to be rolled out as quickly as I did but planned out thing and I was supposed to think about it but one night I said okay let's do it let's go ahead with this and let's just tell stories and we'll figure out what the business would be what the venture would be but I just had this crazy desire to tell all the possible stories and that's how I started September 16 2008 I remember writing the first story and going live with the site so that's my story awesome And so basically you said, you know, this is what I'm passionate about. You felt a need in the market and it didn't fundamentally say, is there a business case, business model, all that will be worked out. And that's actually a very interesting thing for entrepreneurs to know as well, right? Because quite often you get caught up on market sizing and things like that before you get started. And they say 98% of startup ideas just don't get started. So you're already in the 2% club when you have started. Because after that, the success rate is also just 2%. And, you know, you have charted this journey over the past eight and a half years. So I think there probably are phases in which you have built this business. And it would be great for you to share with the entrepreneurs listening in. What would you see as sort of probably two or three phases of where the company is to where it has gotten so far? And then we can talk about what you see as the way ahead. Uh, thanks, Sanjay. You know, so I'll divide my journey from 2008 to 2017 in maybe two phases, I would say. One was the phase of figuring out for the longest time, like, hey, I'm very passionate about this. I love and I'm obsessed about doing this 24-7. But how do I make a business sense out of it? How do I make it sustainable? So that was my very, you know, the initial madness, as they say, the honeymoon period of, hey, jumping into something, then you realize, oh my God, you need 
need to make money kyunki abhi to no money is coming you don't have a salary coming and suddenly you have nothing and then it starts hitting and the passion also you start doubting was this a fancy or was i truly passionate about it so one thing i realized that i was genuinely loving what i was doing but the thing was how do you make money how do you make it sustainable even if you get you know so 2009 at least one good thing i would give myself credit for is that i didn't want to be dependent on anyone or take money from anyone and also good for me that time venture capital and all that drama was not so big so we didn't have any option like as startups you didn't think that acha paisa raise karna ye wo was not in my mind okay. frame okay. so after 6 months of starting i started thinking oh where do i get money from so then i started getting money in fact my first customer i still remember was sun startup essentials that microsystem then we got money from my alma mater where i did my mba mica gave me money you started getting those money but then i started thinking oh yeah this is good but how does it become sustainable right this can't be a one off ki paisa aaya and i was doing it very frugally because for the first 3 years i was running it alone though i always had this aspiration to have a team and a lot more of us doing this so the good thing is those moments of meeting people who would actually give money and meeting entrepreneurs and listening what could be the business model and my learning from times and cnbc where i saw that okay there is one way of getting advertising money but they are also experimenting that how do you make the pie bigger you know media is known as very advertising and all that driven mm-hmm. and the blah so so the whole thinking was there from day one that how do you create something different a differentiated model and make it you know these two three customers as regular customers and make it sustainable so that was one phase and then after three years the phase which i am very proud of is the phase where i was able to make profitable sustainable business model and the business model which i cracked was that hey when you have a data set and we had very good data in the back end when you have a good data set and you can tell stories then you could do content led marketing which in india i would say still in 2017 is very very early and very very nascent and that's why i got a lot of very interesting brands be it microsoft ibm in early days all these guys to come and we did a lot of interesting programs and content based programs which of course had a derivative of reaching to a very targeted audience so that started flourishing and of course uh, one of the things which i'm sure everyone who would know your story is that text parks and some of these events were the early quick catchments because for any media company uh, those are in fact yesterday someone was asking and i would say that text parks for me is like a 50 60% profit margin based venture and i kept it like that from 2010 onwards so that was the phase and then of course uh, 2015 when i decided to raise venture capital money after so many years of being bootstrapped mm-hmm. that was another phase because after that your story is in a different phase because there was a certain way we were running and doing things and after taking external money 2015 then raising another round in 2016 december the journey that we have now is an extremely accelerated journey because i think we did all the mistakes and the learning and everything when we were bootstrapping and now with all those learnings hopefully we are making a decent progress great it's fascinating to hear the story i'm sure there are a lot of anecdotes would be great if you could share some things that probably surprised you some positively and things that you had assumed were going to happen and were surprised that they didn't and you had to rethink any thoughts on some examples one or two would help entrepreneurs 
Sanjay, very nice question because I think as entrepreneurs, we live in a constant state of surprise. I'm like thinking if you could visually see entrepreneurs, then it should be like, oh my God, <laughs> there is this all the time thing surprise. And you know, initially I used to get surprised by people a lot because people generally judge. And I'm saying by people, I don't want to say, oh my God, the world judges and I am washed in milk. No, I think all of us judge and it comes very harshly to an entrepreneur when you get judged so badly. So from being in a senior position in CNBC to suddenly, you know, being on the road where most people didn't even want to meet me. And there was this certain sense of ridicule because I am who I am and I never wanted to be behaving in a certain way. There was this whole sense of ridicule that used to follow and they were always these people who were always predicting that that was written and one anecdote that clearly comes to my mind is a very big corporate guy very early there was this event happening and then he told me can you get me a glass of water (laughs) and uh, (laughs) you know nothing bad in it I asked my family members to get a glass of water I just asked my colleague if he can help me with a cup of coffee those are fine but you know that hurt me very deeply because the way it was asked mm-hmm. and the way it was asked when he had a lot of assistance but he saw me as doing something in media flimsy senseless and I can ask her and I'm giving her money so to me at that point hurt very deeply mm-hmm. maybe today if that same person asks me for a glass of water maybe I'll come and give him a glass of champagne and say yeah yeah have <laughs> it my dear have it but that hurt and those moments I think there were so many anecdotes but the good things I've concentrated. So, you know, my journey, if I have to tell you, Sanjay, have been that I'm so obsessively focused on good things. Like my antenna is always craving. It's like very selfish because it makes me feel so good and able to carry over the last nine years is good things. So many good people. Yeah, I've met so many good people who've helped me so much. Like I would just say I met you and the conversation we had, like you had no reason to give me your morning. It's not that I wrote a story after meeting you. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was uh, doing my time hoping to get to this podcast <laughs> with you. <laughs> Yeah, but people, me genuinely give time, listen to you. I think the biggest magic is when someone listens honestly to a startup without judging that you're going to fail, you're going to succeed, I'm going to give you money, I'm not going to give you money. I think I've had tremendous amount of people and entrepreneurs who have said that, hey, Shadda, what you do makes a difference. I think it's a very big high for me that keeps me going. So yeah, so if I would say all the negative or discouraging anecdotes, too many, but I don't concentrate on that good things i think i have like a box full and keeps increasing i concentrate only on that that's excellent you know ultimately i think from an entrepreneur's perspective as well i always tell people a year is going to have 360 days of frustration and five days of glory and that's what you live for yeah and in the leap year it is 361 days of frustration because you don't (laughs) get get an extra break there but really you know entrepreneurs are driven by those you know looking for those five days rather than having sort of an even keel you know throughout the year yes and uh, by the obsession to make the world better for other people yes. and i think that's really what you know you've also been focused on 2017 now nine years later what would the shraddha sharma of 2017 tell the shraddha sharma of 2008 oh. if you were going back to advising that person <laughs> oh that's such an amazing question uh, i have oh. to credit my partner amit somani for this question <laughs> by the way. it's his trademarked question sanjay i would 
tell chadda chadma of 2008 my dear i love you <laughs> and i would tell her 100 times i love you and i would tell her that you know love yourself like you know don't be so emotional so gullible and believe a lot more in yourself and things will work out there is no way if you are as crazy and as mad and as insane that things will not work out just that i wish i would i would hug i would you know not even say i would like magically hug shadda sharma of 2008 and say that you know just heal yourself because the road is going to get really tough my dear and i will tell her that tough yeah. but it's worth it absolutely okay, good good could you see yourself doing something else in life absolutely not uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the trick question asked by dvc <laughs> absolutely not like can you see me doing something else <laughs> <laughs> you know shraddha i think we can go on for another 30 minutes if we had to but we're up to about 15 minutes yeah. and i will take a rain check and ask that i do another podcast with you on some specific topics another time thank you so much for your time it's been wonderful having you here and i'm sure the audience would have enjoyed this talk thanks thank so you. much thank you so much sanjay thanks so much i really respect you a lot and it was great honor to be here thank My you our pleasure thank you